This morning we have two short readings from God's Word. The first one is taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And then we turn to 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Darkness and light are big themes of today, aren't they? Preaching on the 31st of October gives me a wonderful opportunity to explore the great message of the light of Christ which shines in the darkness of the world. Indeed, there was so much, really, that, that I would like to have spoken about today. But uh, this is a theme that I believe is of greatest importance for us. I can remember Chris Maggs. Uh, Chris, you were speaking um, just before Christmas with some wonderful pictures that were taking us through the story of light, uh, I remember, from Genesis through to Revelation. But today we're going to look at light and darkness in a different kind of way, and particularly with uh, 31st of October in mind. I have to say I'm not one of the greatest fans of Halloween. For me, the focus on darkness and ghosts and scary masks and trick-and-treat and all those things uh, are not things that I find particularly helpful at all. And it can be a little bit confusing, and as uh, Peter explained and unpacked so clearly, uh, Halloween is the eve of All Hallows and All Hallows Day, also called All Saints Day, that day when we honour and celebrate many Christian men and women who have lived in the light, who have served Christ throughout the years of history. It's a bit of a muddle this particular season. So interesting that in the chat, uh, Ian is uh, tuning in from France this morning and made the comment that tomorrow is a bank holiday in France for All Saints Day, a real focus on All Saints Day. And uh, that sounds great, doesn't it? Always, always up for another bank holiday anyway, whatever day it might be. But here we are, we have this great opportunity to think today about darkness and about light. And that marvellous word in John 1 in verse 5, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, and this echoes, I think, uh, the words of Genesis 1 and verse 3, where God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated light from darkness. 
In creation, the focus was on light and darkness in a physical sense. John's Gospel uses that image of light and darkness and takes us much deeper. More than physical light, John is thinking about spiritual light. The light of Jesus shining in the world and shining and bringing life to all mankind. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, the second part of our reading, describes the community of God's people as those whom God has called out of darkness and into his most marvelous light. Something deeper, something spiritual, something life-transforming is going on here. We all live still in physical darkness and night, day and night. That's a reality for us all. But as a community of God's believing people, we're brought out of darkness and into light. That means something different. So I wonder where are you this morning and where am I? And those of you who are listening online, where are you this morning as we think about light and darkness? I wonder, are you this morning in a place of darkness and not really seeing that light? Or I wonder, are you living, really living in the light that Jesus brings? Or are you perhaps drifting between the two? Wanting to be in the light but sometimes finding that uh, you're in a dark place and not seeing that light very clearly. I found it deeply challenging looking at these two words today. They're very obvious words, aren't they? Darkness and light, and we think we know everything about them. But actually, there's a huge amount in those two words. In the NIV translation of the Bible, the word darkness is used 148 times. The word light is used 263 times, so it's quite nice that there's more reference to light than darkness. But that's just a hint that there is so much in the Bible using these two words, and I can't possibly attempt to cover anything more than a very little bit of it this morning. Let's think for a moment about darkness. Darkness, not just in its physical sense, but darkness in the spiritual sense, darkness in the sense that that word is so often used in the Bible. In its simplest form, the darkness simply means the absence of light. Genesis 1 describes the whole world as being in darkness before God said, let there be light. But as we go through the Bible further, it's clear that the word darkness means a lot more than the absence of light. And some of those deeper meanings are especially relevant today. Darkness represents our fallen world. John 1, verses one, uh, John, 1 John run, rather, the book of John, chapter 1 and verse 5, the letter, says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So if God is light and in God there is no darkness at all, the suggestion is that elsewhere there is darkness of some sort. And everywhere, actually, there is darkness of some sort. We are living in a fallen broken world where there's so much darkness. It's expressed in so many different ways. There is the brokenness of creation, the abuse of the created world, which of course is another big theme of today. I could have easily taken that for our preaching this morning. The brokenness of the world, the abuse of the world, the huge concern of global warming that we touched upon in our prayers just now and which we will hear about, no doubt, hugely in our news in the coming days. And do keep that summit very much in your prayers. Here is an opportunity for world leaders to bring about change. Not enough has happened for far too long. 
And not just world leaders, but you and I as well in the way that we live and the way that we think, reconnecting everything that we do and how we travel and what we eat and what we wear, thinking of the story of where that stuff has come from, the impact of what it's causing and what's happening afterwards. All of this is a huge and massive theme. Darkness represents our fallen world and part of that is the brokenness of creation. Part of it is human selfishness and greed. Just seeing our life in our own little corner rather than part of the whole world that God has created. And often out of that emerges damaged relationships which come about for so many different reasons. And then there's racial injustice and other ways in which we are not seeing each other as God sees us. We are in a mess. In so many ways, our world is broken. There is darkness around us. But I think that as well as darkness representing a fallen world, it is actually the territory of the evil one. The Apostle Paul in Colossians 1.13 writes that Christ has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. From the dominion of darkness. There is something about a power of darkness. Satan is real. Darkness is his territory. There was an article written by J. John a few years ago called Six Reasons Why I Believe Halloween is Far from Harmless. And he included this comment, that in some older Halloween traditions, people dressed up in clothes that made them look evil, and then at the evening, the outfits were, at the end of the evening, the outfits were burned. The message was clear, if naive. In the end, good triumphs over evil. That sounds like a good thing to do. But there is no hint of that in the modern Halloween. It's almost as if evil is now unchallenged and just slips away again into the darkness, only to return at some other time. Now, I definitely do not want to suggest that all activities associated with Halloween are necessarily acts of darkness. I know that a lot of people have a lot of fun, that Halloween is understood in different ways, in different cultures across the world. It's an incredibly complex mix of all kinds of things. But where there is a focus of darkness, we are journeying towards the territory of the evil one. And Satan is subtle in how he acts, and therefore we have to be careful. There's a spiritual battle going on today. Satan should be understood as a personal evil power who's actively wanting to draw you deeper into darkness because that's his territory. And then you lose sight of the amazing, wonderful light of Christ. And we sadly find that darkness is also a place of ignorance and of fear. Young children who wake up in the night will often cry out for support, won't they? They'll say, I don't like the dark. One child was known to have called their father at night, and rather than asking him to turn the light on, he simply said, turn off the darkness, Dad. Turn off the darkness. We talk about sleepless nights, and I'm sure that many, if not all of you, have been awake at night, wrestling with difficult thoughts and feeling quite fearful for one reason or another. Problems and pain are always worse at night. 
And metaphorically, the place of darkness is a place of fear. Many of our fears are symptomatic of living in darkness, or at least of not being completely enveloped by the light of Jesus Christ. Darkness is real, and it is dangerous. It represents our fallen world. It is the territory of the evil one. It is against that backcloth of darkness that we think about the light of Christ. And I'm so excited to talk about light, especially in that spiritual sense of Jesus, the light of the world. Whatever your place of darkness today, whatever those areas of life that to you feel dark, where perhaps you can't see the way, where there is a real element of fear, Wherever the darkness, the light of Christ is shining. And just as darkness has a lot of significance in the Bible, so does light. Light, of course, is essential to life. That's true in a little, literal sense, isn't it? That light in the created order is as important as darkness. Light, night and day both matter. And in a spiritual sense, darkness and light are both, both important. And light is especially powerful. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have, have the light of life. So the reality is you don't have to stay in dark places, and neither do I. Our fallen world need not be forever in darkness. The forces of evil have been defeated by the victory that Jesus won on the cross. The perfect love of Jesus drives out fear. Light has come. Light is essential for life and light overcomes darkness. Maybe that you've never discovered the light of Jesus. What it means to be forgiven and restored as a child of God. And today is the day to discover that light that he can bring new life into your heart right now. But many of you who are listening to this are familiar with hearing about Jesus as the light of the world. But I do sense that there's been a little bit of a drifting into darkness in recent times. There are lots of reasons for this. There are lots of circumstances that have brought it about. And your own story will be different from everyone else's. But here is a moment today on All Hallows' Eve to discover again the light of Christ that is shining in this world today. That overwhelming, powerful light of Christ. You know that light stands for purity, doesn't it? Lots of things remain hidden in the dark, but when you shine a light on them, the real evidence is seen. A sunny day will show up the marks on the windows which you might have thought were clean or all the dust in the room that you hadn't noticed before. The light of Jesus shows up the darkness in our lives. I've often thought about those words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. If your eyes are good, your whole body is full of light. Your whole body is full of light. If the light of Jesus is really shining, with eyes fixed on Jesus, with the light of Jesus shining through, everything is shown up for what, is really, what it really is. If there are things that are wrong, then by the power of Jesus, they can be restored. 
and the light can lead to a life of purity. That same light gives us the guidance that we need. I have memories as a teenager of going on camps that included night hikes where we'd be blindfolded after dark and driven to an unknown location and then had to find our way back to camp. I don't think this is an activity which I would consider to be safe today. The issues around safe health and safety and safeguarding were not quite so acute in the 1970s. That ages me, doesn't it? But we did have maps and torches and compasses and we had to work out how to navigate our way back. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, says the psalm. Light gives us guidance. And light is beautiful, isn't it? It is beautiful. We were fortunate to have a few days away in the Lake District the week before last. Not the best weather, I have to say. In fact, there was rain, mist, and low cloud every day until the last day. And the last day we were there, the sun came out, and we suddenly discovered where we were. And you will know that it was amazingly beautiful. When the light of Jesus is really shining, it would be wrong of me to say that everything is easy or everything is happy. But I can say that there is a beauty in life which comes from Jesus alone. A radiance. For the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Beauty, wonder, glory, not known in any other way. The light of Jesus is essential for life. It gives, stands for purity. It gives guidance. And it is truly beautiful. Darkness and light. They are powerful contrasts, aren't they? The dangers of darkness and the beauty of light. And for me, one of the most disturbing phrases of Scripture is in John's Gospel, chapter 3 and verse 19. The light has come into the world... And people love darkness rather than light. Isn't that heartbreaking? To love darkness rather than light. What about you this morning? Are you in a place where your heart is fixed on Jesus and you're absorbing, seeing and reflecting that wonderful light? Or has darkness crept in where the light should be shining? Have you lost your glow with Jesus today? Come to the light. Come now. Come just as you are. We're preparing to sing, and that's right, because we're going to flow seamlessly in a moment into responding. The day after Halloween is All Saints Day to celebrate those past and present who've lived in the light of Jesus Christ. So step out of the darkness into his light. Be among those who walk in the light. With the light of Jesus, know that his light shines forever. And in the darkness, it will never, never be extinguished.